Welcome to Dentai's Chats, where we give you five minutes of health news because you care about health, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. If you have heard any public figure discuss healthcare in the last five years, you have almost certainly heard about the powers of preventative medicine. This notion that healthcare would be more effective if it was distributed not just when someone is extremely sick or injured, but before certain problems balloon into much larger ones. Much larger both in terms of the cost to the individual and our country, and much larger in terms of the seriousness of that problem. And this is not merely some theoretical discussion about how medicine should be practiced. Preventative medicine is something we are all paying for as a result of the Affordable Care Act, which required that all insurance policies include coverage for preventative services. And when I say include coverage, I mean coverage where you are not paying anything to meet a deductible, you're not paying any co-payment, you are, in the simplest terms, paying nothing. You go in, you get your annual physical, and you're billed nothing. Now, of course, you are paying for this in the premiums. Because all else being equal, if all of a sudden an insurance company is now required to cover certain things, that cost is simply going to be passed on to you in your monthly premiums. But back to that annual physical, which is in many ways the textbook example of preventative medicine. You go in once a year, it ensures that your doctor is able to monitor how certain levels have changed based on tests, able to screen for certain illnesses, and hopefully be able to catch more serious problems before they become those serious problems. I mean, it sounds pretty valuable, and this is why preventative medicine carried such weight in discussions. The, the problem is that uh, there really isn't much evidence to show that preventative medicine improves health outcomes. This in many ways goes back to the discussion we had last week about Mark Cuban advocating more testing in healthcare and the healthcare establishment coming back and saying like, yeah, that's just not that good of an idea because we over-test in so many ways and those tests are one, prone to errors and false positives and the costs and mental anguish that goes along with that and extra testing doesn't lead to better health outcomes, meaning you're living longer, you're living healthier, you're living better. It's just, it just, the link isn't there. Yet 44 million Americans are going to get physicals this year and it's going to cost some $10 billion. And when I say cost, again, remember, you're not directly paying for this, but the insurer is reimbursing some $150 to the, to the doctors for this procedure, which is then passed to you. So, I mean, that, that's a very real cost. This was all, of course, known when the Affordable Care Act was created, and it's not going to do anything in this moment to reverse the course that we're on. What we can say is that we're about to get a lot more data on preventative medicine, and maybe something will change. If not, I'd like to think that we'll adjust. Speaking of trendy ideas in healthcare, how about the one that says we should be moving away from a fee-for-service model, which is the current state of healthcare, And that just means that, let's say you've got a large procedure, a hip replacement. Well, there's a bunch of little components, and there's different doctors and different specialists and different medicines that are used and tests that are run, and all of it comes together for that hip replacement. Every little element is billed and reimbursed according to some fee schedule, and some would say, and they would be correct to say, this is this 
gives a pretty big incentive to overtest. So let's move toward a bundled payment system or a quality-based payment system where we just say, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of elements to that hip replacement. We're just going to pay $10,000 for the hip replacement. And if you could come in less than that, you've got an incentive to do so because you can keep that difference. If you come in more than that, that's on you. And this is not theoretical. A bill was recently passed to change how Medicare providers are fundamentally reimbursed, and it is going to be based off of quality. Which sounds so good until we realize that we haven't come up with any normal metric to measure quality, which has been one of the issues in healthcare for some time. But the system doesn't really go into place until 2019. We've solved bigger problems before. Can we measure quality in healthcare without creating perverse incentives? Maybe the worst perverse incentive going these days is the incentive to write a misleading title to get people to click on your website. And it happened again this week with a story about chocolate being better than exercise. I read it so you didn't have to. And yeah, we'll stick with the exercise for now. D-E-N-T-I-Z-E-Dentize.com.